have to pivot. You have to be ready to pivot at all times. And um, that's something that I always keep in mind is the, the ability to pivot into other areas and to other plans. How do you, how do you keep V9 check? <laughs> that's, that's, you know, one of the questions that I was like, in my mind, like, how do you make sure that she's on track? Because, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. with her being, uh, you know, the face or the visionary, I'm sure she, you know, her mind travels a thousand mm-hmm. miles an hour, <laughs> probably does, faster. Yes. So how do you how do you make sure that <laughs> you keep her on track, you know, on target with what the goal of the company is? Right. So thankfully, with the goal of the company, we're very much aligned. So I haven't really had to re- like reel her in for the goal part. Now, the visionary part of her sometimes gets out of control where she comes to me with a thousand ideas and is like, let's implement these tomorrow. And I'll say, Vina, listen, um, I can't do that, mainly because we have no pathway to get to every place at the same time. So then we have a meeting of partners once a week. Um, we have a meeting where we realign the company, the goals, the, the vision. Um, but then we also look at what is our next step and how does that fit into what we're currently doing? So that's why I said I live and die by flowcharts because they help me so much keep track of the million different ideas she has and how we're going to actually execute. And every time I send one to Vina, she's like, what is this? How did you do this? This makes no sense to me. Like, I don't understand how you came up with all of these steps when I just told you I wanted to do X, Y, and Z. I'm like, that's, that's the point, right? That's the point of the partnership. You tell me X, Y, Z, I tell us how to get there. So um, with Vina, it's more like sitting down and kind of being like, listen, we need to have a plan in place to move forward. And we need concrete steps of how we're going to make that plan happen. We pivot quite a bit. Obviously, the first plan is not the plan we end up with in the end. Uh, but she's very open to hearing those steps. And then at that point, she just wants to not hear about it anymore. And she just wants it to happen. And that's great because I don't really want her input anymore at the, after that point either. Um, we come back together every week and I just talk to her about what her ideas are. She talks to me about what she's thinking and asks me what my ideas are. But for the most part, because our roles are so different, we are very good about um, not stepping on each other's toes and deferring to the person with the expertise. Got it. Well, have you ever had a had a situation wherein she's coming in with these multiple ideas and yeah. a week later she's lost interest in some of the ideas <laughs> that you started executing? Because I can certainly see that happening. I can certainly see that happening for me when I get these ideas and a week later I'm like, yeah, this was a bad idea. Let's move on to a new idea. So how do you That's tackle fair. those and those challenges? You know, it's... Thankfully, I'm the kind of person that's rolled with the punches, so it doesn't bother me so much. I just feel like it's cost of doing business, right? Like every business will have a time where they're going forward with an idea and at some point they hit a pain point, whatever it might be. It might be this doesn't align. Maybe we can't get past this barrier to entry. Um, the cost gets too high, whatever it might be. And you have to pivot. You have to be ready to pivot at all times. And um, that's something that I always keep in mind is the the ability to pivot into other areas and to other plans. Um, so I think that the thing that's really helped is that I don't get too attached to anything until we're at the point of no return. Just because, I mean, things are going to happen every day. And it, it's not always Vina right. that's the, the problem that they don't happen, right? Um, so it just goes into that bucket of reasons this might not occur. 
<laughs> no, I don't want to throw her under the bus, but I'm just saying that sometimes it can be difficult to work with visionaries yeah. <laughs> just oh, because sure, of the flight sure. of ideas. I just want to. So yeah, that's why sure. I wanted and to ask you this question because you're like literally in there, right? You're, you're literally kind of tackling this real time. Yes, yes. And I honestly, we communicate very effectively. So um, if I'm running into issues with something she wants to be done, we'll sit and talk about it and we'll figure out a plan forward. And if she is like, I thought that was a good idea last week, but X, Y, and Z has made me decide that that's not a good idea. I'm more than happy to sit down and talk about why it's not a good idea anymore. And if anything that we've done work-wise up until this point can be used to maybe go in a different direction. Um, a lot of the times, things that we've already done can be used in other areas and it's been really helpful to not lose any time and to stay as efficient as possible. Um, how have you set up, um, and this is, I'm asking this because we're we're in the process of, you know, our own team. So it's kind of like selfish on my part as well, yeah, no but worries. I think it's going to be helpful for others. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That how, how have you set up your internal community communication within the partnership and I'm asking this question because especially the fact that you're sisters right you obviously communicate beyond beyond the business right you will be communicating with each other for business almost whatever however frequently you communicate and then on top of that you have your personal lives and you're communicating as sisters so how what systems do you have in place to kind of set that boundary that you're able to communicate business, you know, about business and uh, your personal life separately? Sure. So I don't know if you're going to love my answer, but <laughs> especially being in, if you're in a partnership with people who aren't your family and maybe if you don't want to talk about work all the time, uh, we definitely have moments where we're just hanging out as sisters and I'm like, oh, by the way, this thing with work is happening or she'll throw something at me too. Um, neither of us really mind because we're always working, um, maybe not in office, but we're always thinking of new ideas. We're always doing, you know, our PR we're on, on the mastering multifamily with being a Jetty Facebook group, shameless plug. Um, and you know, we're, <laughs> we're constantly working, right? So it's kind of, it's right. kind of just par for the course to when we have dedicated time with each other, sometimes business comes into it. Now, not to say that there's things that aren't super important that could wait till some other time. So we've made a very uh, calculated decision that if things can wait, if they're not something that has to be dealt with right at this second, we're going to keep it within our work Slack channels. Um, and then if it's personal, I'm texting her about it or calling her about it. Um, and, you know, it's just... it. There's no way to keep it 100%, um, but I think that the use of a shared um, communication tool like Slack is so nice because then I know that when I am taking time with my family at night, if something comes through on Slack, I don't need to worry about it right now. I can, I can take care of it later. Um, but if it does need to be done right now, then I'm getting phone calls and text messages and all this stuff in between. So... Um, it's, it's helped us set some boundaries. Um, but at the same time, those boundaries are blurred a little bit and we're both just, we just are flexible with each other. It just is what it is. I think it also highlights the, the point that, um, 
work only seems work when it's not fun, right? Because you said you're yeah. always working, right? <laughs> so even if if you're talking about new ideas, if it's fun for you, it's not necessarily work. It's just it's just another way of having fun, right? Agreed, agreed. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm working all the time. I actually feel like I never work, <laughs> and so um, I. I just, I love what I do and I love that I get to do it with my best friend in the world. And, um, you know, when I wasn't a part of the business, Vina was still very busy, even though she wasn't as prominently out in social media or as, you know, this major player, she was a major player then, but now people are really starting to pay attention. She was so busy that there was so many times, like I wanted to talk to my sister and I just couldn't, you know, I couldn't nail her down to like have an hour conversation with me. Now, we talk more than ever, and not just about business, but about our personal stuff, because I can kind of sneak it in when we're talking about business. I can be like, oh, by the way, let me tell you this thing about what mom did to annoy me today. And she, you know, it's <laughs> it's an easy way to get in the door with her. <laughs> so we actually end up communicating more um, now that we work together. We communicate more about personal life than we did before we worked together. So it's been a really positive change for both of us. Yeah. So in a way, you're kind of close, even closer now than you were before. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's always been my best friend. We've always been super, super close, but we share even one more um, thing now and one more thing between us. And that'll always bring you closer together. So this is amazing. This is so amazing. Um, Priya, if, you know, somebody is just starting out, right, and they're looking for a partner in to start a new team, in whatever venture they're doing. What would you want to leave um, our listeners with uh, if they're just starting out and they're looking for potential partners mm -hmm. to work with? Uh, what should they be looking for? Um, I think that, you know, we covered a lot about making sure that your strengths and weaknesses align. And um, I would definitely make sure that as a whole, your big picture team are marketable together. So I say that because when we're looking to raise funds in multifamily, especially for like your first deal, right? Um, you don't necessarily on your own have the backing to go to investors or lenders and or sellers and say, hey, look, this is why we're going to be successful in this because you don't have a history, right? So when you are looking for your team, you can leverage resumes. So making sure that their resume is complementing your weak spots and vice versa is going to be the most important thing up front, but also you guys need to have a very serious conversation about your goals, what you want out of a partnership, what your long-term goals with the company are, um, and how you could see that changing over the years. I think a lot of partnerships fall apart when people start thinking about the business in different ways. Um, some people are more money-driven, some people are more... Um, investor driven, you know, it, it really depends. And neither is wrong, um, but they might not be compatible, compatible with each other long-term. Um, for us, we are very investor driven. So, you know, we will take a hit ourselves to make sure our investors are taken care of always. And not everyone is like that. So I urge you to really dig deep with each other and have almost uncomfortable conversations like you're dating. Um, to see if this is something that's going to work out 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And then also discuss what your exit strategy is. Um, if things don't work out, talk to them now because, you know, just like you would get a prenup, right? Because you're more 
apt to being able to come to a solution when you guys still like each other, right? But when you're fighting, it will be very difficult to come to a solution or to um, come up with any sort of plan to exit if it's just not working out anymore. Yeah, and you know, that's so important because that's essentially the phase that we've gone through as a team. Uh, you know, we have a team and we've been kind of talking to each other for a while. Initially, when you start out, it's so positive. Everybody's, you know, elated. Everybody's happy. Everybody's excited, right? Um, but having those conversations right at the outset, having those difficult conversations about exit, about what will happen when deals go south, how are we planning for that as a team, and more importantly, I think understanding the overarching vision that we are heading towards. If they don't align, if you do not have these difficult conversations in the beginning of say we're losing money, how much are you willing to lose? What are you willing to do to still be a part of this team? Because you you have friends when you know when you're happy and everybody's successful, but <laughs> you really have you really understand the value of true friendship and true partnerships when you're actually in the dumps. And, mm -hmm. and so it's important to have those conversations up front so that you can be a much more effective team and your team can be resilient in tough times, which inevitably everybody faces. Let's just be real yes. about it. There's no team. There's no person who has not had some struggles in life. A hundred percent. And, you know, the thing about our industry is that it's not always in our control. I mean, most industries are like that, right? A lot of times there's an external force that's coming like the Fed and <laughs> raising interest rates and, you know, what that means and the economy and how that impacts like our um, tenants. So you really do need to think about these hard questions ahead of time, because even if you do everything perfectly at every moment, it's not always up to us. Right, right. Well, this has been a very fun conversation, Priya. Thank you so much yeah. for joining me. And uh, I really appreciate all you do. And even in, you know, Venus community, you're much more present now. So thank you for that. And thank you again <laughs> for the show. Thank, thank you so much for having me. It was so nice to talk to you. And I hope that, you know, your listeners get some value out of this. All right, guys, if you haven't done already, please go check out my free video series on how to do due diligence on operators and on deals before investing in them. It's called Real Estate Rx for Passive Investors, and it's available at www.rerxcourse.com.